many are looking for another temple to be made for the end times. This is mostly because of what Paul said to the Thessalonians. He said, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, He will oppose and will exalt himself over everything that is called God or is worshipped, so that he sets himself up in God's temple, proclaiming himself to be God. However, it is often overlooked that the word for temple here is not that which is used in other places in referring to one that is made of stone, such as Matthew chapter 21. Yeshua entered the temple area and drove out all who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and benches of those selling doves. And Matthew 24, Yeshua left the temple and was walking away when his disciples came up to him to call his attention to its buildings. The word used by Paul to the Thessalonians is one that refers more to a temporary sanctuary. It is the same word used in Revelation in referring to the temple in heaven. Revelation 15, After this I looked, and in heaven the temple, that is, the tabernacle of the testimony, was opened. It is even referred to as a tabernacle. Why is this of any significance? Because the tent of meeting that Moses instructed the Israelites to make was modeled after the temple in heaven, according to the author of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 8. They serve at a sanctuary that is a copy and shadow of what is in heaven. This is why Moses was warned when he was about to build a tabernacle. See to it that you make everything according to the pattern shown you on the mountain. So, what does that tell us? It implies that the temple in heaven is actually a tent of meeting, just like the one that Moses had made. Remember, it was the pattern for Moses. So, we see that the word Paul used regarding where the Antichrist sets himself up is one that implies the tabernacle, and not a temple made of stone. Plus, note that the word Paul uses is the same word that is used for us being the spiritual temple. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If any man destroys the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy, and that is what you are. This is because we are mobile, just as the tent of meeting was. Again, this word does not imply a stone-made temple, but rather a tabernacle that is mobile. This all being said, we can now see the plausibility of Paul's words showing that the Antichrist will actually set himself up in Yahweh's tent of meeting and not in a temple made of stone. Some hold to that the temple the Antichrist sets himself up in is the hearts of Yahweh's people because of the verse that says, we are now the temple. Yet, how could the Antichrist set himself up in our hearts? If we allowed him to do such a thing, would we still be considered the temple of Yahweh? How could it make any sense for the believers to allow the Antichrist to set himself up in our hearts? If that is allowed, would we still be followers of Yahweh at that time? It just doesn't seem to add up. 
we believe it is better understood that Paul is telling us that the Antichrist will set himself up in Yahweh's tent of meeting than to believe he will set himself up in our hearts. And we see it very possible that the tent of meeting will be used instead of a temple made of stone. Just some thoughts to consider. Shalom. The world of biblical archaeology has a new and fascinating reason to celebrate. Jim Barfield, an award-winning criminal investigator and expert on the Copper Scroll, has new evidence regarding the possible location of the Ark of the Covenant. This new evidence has many excited and calling for action. In 2006, Jim Barfield unlocked the secrets to the Copper Scroll, which was found in 1952. All indications show Jim's findings to be the location for the most sought-after treasures in all of biblical history. Within three years, the Israeli Antiquities Authority began excavating. Israel's primary newspaper reported how the Israeli Antiquities Authority did the 2009 excavation based on the research from the Copper Scroll Project, but came up with nothing. The report then went out that nothing was found in the suggested locations from the research. While it's true that the excavation did indeed take place and nothing was found, the reports failed to mention that the dig was abruptly stopped for no apparent reason. The original technical agreements for that excavation were abruptly changed during the initial phase of the operation. The agreement allowed for an excavation depth of two meters. That's approximately six and a half feet deep. Before that depth could be reached, it was then suddenly revised to less than one meter in some places, they were only allowed to dig less than one foot. Yes, only one foot. Yet most locations identified on the Copper Scroll say the artifacts buried are at a depth of seven cubits. That's approximately 12 feet. If that wasn't enough, the agreement initially allowed for the approval of five locations to be excavated. That approval was quickly cut back to only three at the beginning of the dig. No one, except for the authorities, knows why these abrupt changes happened. Regardless, the reports went out that the findings from the Copper Scroll Project produced no discoveries. But needless to say, Jim Barfield's claims were truly never put to a fair test. The initial agreements granted were changed and revised, causing Barfield's claims to be ignored and not fully tested, thus leaving the possible find of the temple treasures still buried. Interestingly enough, in 2013, Qumran was quarantined from having any further excavations. Could it be that someone knows that the Copper Scroll Project is onto something? An Israeli archaeologist confirmed these thoughts by saying, they, the authorities, are afraid that you are going to find something and you will want to excavate. They were correct. A proper excavation is truly the only way to test the research. 119 Ministries is excited to join Jim Barfield and the Copper Scroll Project team in this earth-shaking announcement that will surely resonate around the world. After years of research, now joined with recent test results that confirm precious metals appear in the locations from the research, we can say the evidence for this find is now even greater than ever thought imagined. It's time to discover the resting place of the Ark of the Covenant the Tabernacle of Moses, and the treasures of Solomon. These items could very soon be discovered from the Judean desert, 
Yes, you heard that correctly. The resting place of the Ark of the Covenant, the original tent of meeting, and so much more may have truly been found. Since the disappearance of these items from the biblical narrative, there have been numerous claims about their location. Some actually claim to have possession of the Ark of the Covenant, but offer no proof. All the while, several other places have been suggested for their location as well. While the theories to these locations may sound possible and even intriguing, they've offered no proof or any kind of evidence to work with. They are only theories or empty-handed stories with no verifiable evidence. These places include Ethiopia, South Africa, Europe, Ireland, and even a cave under Golgotha where Yeshua was crucified. Some even suggest under the Temple Mount. The many years of research and recent validity of test results conducted by the Copper Scroll Project begs, this is the time. It's time for all questions to be answered and the Ark to be unearthed from its 2,600 years of confinement. It's taken years of meetings to show the findings to prominent antiquities officials and leading rabbis in Israel. Though initially confronted with doubt and skepticism, Jim's 296-page report quickly disarmed any misconceptions while stirring a powerful undercurrent of excitement with those in attendance. Many Israeli officials are realizing the value of this research and agreeing that the findings have serious possibilities. Those confirming the possibilities of the Copper Scroll Project research over the last seven years have been Shuka Dorfman, the Director General for the Israel Antiquities Authority, the late Yuval Peleg, the Archaeology Department of the Civil Administration Deputy Staff Officer and Lead Archaeologist for the Copper Scroll Excavation in 2009, Dr. Oren Gutfeld, Hebrew University Archaeologist, Vindal Jones, Archaeologist, Joseph Good, Temple Researcher, Dr. Carl Baugh, Director of Creation Evidence Museum of Texas, multiple members of the current Sanhedrin based in Israel, the late Professor Hanan Eshel, Dead Sea Scroll expert and archaeologist. Rabbi and archaeologist Yehuda Glick has also been in touch with Jim Barfield. He has offered support and has proposed a joint effort to rally support for both teams' archaeological excavations. Unfortunately, Rabbi Glick was recently the victim of a Palestinian murder attempt. We, with many others around the world, pray for Rabbi Glick's speedy and full recovery. The strongest support for the Copper Scroll Project comes from Israeli's Deputy Speaker of the Knesset, Moshe Fagland. The outspoken Knesset member is excited by the research compiled by Jim Barfield. Mr. Fagland also realizes the possibilities and the impact that such a discovery could have on the world including the God-given right of Israel to rule its small but powerful nation without external interference. The Copper Scroll Project strongly believes in Moshe Faglin and supports him and his efforts to restore Israelis' identity and worship on the Temple Mount. All this support comes from the evidence that simply has its roots in history. 2 Maccabees, written around 100 BC, is an ancient text. This text states that the prophet Jeremiah, being warned by God before the Babylonian invasion, took the ark, the tabernacle, and the altar of incense and buried them in a cave en route to Mount Nebo. In this text, Jeremiah informs his followers that this location should remain unknown until the time of the coming Messiah. Are these the times of the coming Messiah that Jeremiah referred to? All indications have shown that Jim and the project have found the exact location from the clues given in the Copper Scroll. 
After pinpointing the location of the cave, the project team actually found man-made concrete that is dated as thousands of years old at the top of the entrance of the buried cave. The concrete may verify that the remote cave is truly sealed to protect something inside. This find of the man-made concrete further validates the possibility that location given by the scroll is correct. Tests recently done at the cave indicate the probability that large amounts of non-ferrous metals are waiting inside. These tests were also done at several locations in the ruins of Qumran, locations identified by the Copper Scroll Project research. Three other locations tested showed large amounts of gold and silver possibly remaining under these locations, just like the cave. Again, validating the findings from Jim Barfield's research. Ten of the recorded hiding locations listed on the scroll for the temple items have been verified. There are a total of 47 more locations at Qumran that still need to be tested to see if excavation is needed. With all the data the Copper Scroll Project has discovered, the probability of this find is higher than any other claim ever given regarding the location of the Ark of the Covenant. No other claim is backed by this much data and test results. This is why the site needs to be properly excavated with no delay. The Copper Scroll Project is alive and well and moving forward at a rapid pace. Please join us in petitioning Israel to properly excavate these sites and possibly uncover the greatest archaeological find ever in the history of mankind. Again, please join us in petitioning Israel to properly excavate these sites with no more delay. Contact the Israeli government today and encourage them to pursue the proper excavation of these sites now. We are not talking about digging up history. We are talking about digging up history and the future at the same time.